0: But one thing I can truly say I met the Lord and I made Him my choice He definitely made a change He made a change change in the way that I'm walking He He made a change in the way that I'm talking Old things pass away, behold everything's new a change in the life that I've lived I'm a born again set free and finally forgiven if he can make a change in me he can make a change in you now, I've seen some old friends shaking their heads cause they never thought they'd see the day when a sinner like me would praise the Lord or would bow my head to pray well, I'm not it's nothing that i've done but i have found someone who definitely made a, made a change he made a change in the way that i'm walking he made a change in the way that i'm talking old things pass away Be old, everything's new he made a change he made a change in the life that i'm living i'm a born again set free and finally forgiven if he can make a change
1: in me he can make a change in you he made, change, he made a change in the way that i'm walking he made a change in the way that i'm talking Old things pass
0: away behold everything's new
1: he made, he made a change in the life that I'm living. And I'm not born again, set Free, I'm finally forgiven If he can make a change
0: in me He can make a change in you He made a change, he made a change in the way that I walk in He made a change,
1: made a change in, in the way that I'm talking Oh!
0: me, he can make a change in you. I know if he can make a change in me, he can make a change in you. I know if he can make a change
2: Tim's going to hit that high note, and he's just going to explode. He's going to be like his head just going to go in. I'm glad he made a change. Let's all stand. Let's have all the men that will come, and let's just gather around the altar. Take this service to the Lord. Let's look to the Lord. Ask the Lord to give us a fresh touch of his spirit tonight and move in our hearts and pray that the Lord will use the service. Our Father, tonight we come to you, and I want to thank you. For that day when you made a change in my life. And I know, Lord, there are many in this room tonight that rejoice that you made a change in them. Father, I pray tonight you'd make a change in someone in this service. May somebody here not saved, I pray they'll be saved. May the power of the Spirit of the Lord draw them to Jesus Christ. I touch this service, open our hearts up to all that you have for us. And I pray you'll just draw us closer and stir us as a church about what you want to do for us. And we'll bless you and thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Let's all get us a
3: songbook. Turn on page number 463. 463, when the roll is called up yonder.
0: 463. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, and time shall be no more. And the morning breaks, eternal bright and pale the together shall gather over on the other shore, and the road is called up yonder, i there.
2: Let's let our workers come and present our Awana awards wards tonight.
3: I just think we got a couple tonight, looks like, but I did want to give a uh, praise report. Uh, last week I would mentioned to you that we've uh, started uh, renting a third van and uh, that we had some needs there. And I, do, I want to report tonight that uh, the need for that uh, van rental for the rest of the year has been met. Someone has come forward and given us the money to provide that. There's so many of you, the classes that support us, and different people that have supported Wana throughout the years, and throughout this year. A lot of times you may wonder, well, I'm giving the money, but I'm not sure what it does. And we want you to know that it is appreciated and is used. God's glory there's a lot of clubbers that come that can't afford to buy uniforms that can't afford to buy books and clubbers that come and say I don't even have a Bible and we give them Bibles and we make sure they have all the books they need their uniforms and the different things that make them feel a part of this club and a part of this church and so we thank you for uh, the money that you give and the prayer support that you give to us in this ministry
4: We're we'll going to start off with Tyler Bennett. Tyler's earned a red jewel. He learned four verses in all the New Testament books. Next is Alex Patterson. He's earned a red jewel and a green jewel. He gave his only forgotten son, that whosoever believeth in within him should not
5: perish, but have everlasting life. Amen.
2: As Ushers come forward to receive uh, your off- the offering tonight, as they do so, let me just remind you a couple of things. As I mentioned this morning, John Robin's sister passed away. Her funeral will be Tuesday at Lane's Southcrest, re- and that's at 2 o'clock on Tuesday. So they'll be receiving friends uh, tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. And then after the service, we have a birthday fellowship for Terry. And In fact, we haven't sung happy birthday to him yet. And give me a key of E flat over there. Let's sing it for Terry. Terry's doing Listen, I know sometimes I have to hesitate, be hesitant about what to say because I know I'm a little precious. But he's doing his, his good a job and the best job anybody we've ever had in the youth department. We thank the Lord for him. Amen? But let's sing happy birthday to Terry. Everybody join in and make him feel like you. Wish him happy birthday anyway. Amen. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Amen. Happy birthday to. Let's give Terry a good hand. We appreciate what he's doing. His birthday was Tuesday, April the 3rd and 4th, Wednesday, April. After the grandkids come along, you don't care what happened to the kids when they were born all that matters is the grandkids amen ask me about tanner and tyler and i can tell you all the details but uh, after the service have a fellowship for him and you want to go next door and and uh, take a card and a gift to him and i know the lord will bless you for it let's pray father bless the offering now continue to move in this service in the name of jesus we ask these things Amen. amen It's a joy to have a couple of missionaries with us tonight. The second Sunday of the month is when our mission committee meets. It's when we invite missionaries to be with us on the second Sunday. And I want to introduce one of them to you tonight. Uh, Brother David, you come if you would please. And uh, it's, it's a joy to have David and Wendy and the children with us. The Lord adding them to our church here a month or so ago. And this is our newest family that is ours that God has entrusted us with. So let's welcome David and... He's going to tell you about what the Lord is doing. Like.
6: Good evening. I was kind of walking up here and wondering what am I doing carrying my Bible up here. I carry my Bible every time I walk up here and then I never open it. I feel kind of guilty about that. And the time I'd go through the Velcro and the zipper, y'all would be falling asleep. But, uh, my wife and I joined the church here about a month ago. Uh, we'd, I've been in school with Terry for a couple years now. Uh, You can forgive me for that, but uh, we've, uh, I'll just start by telling you that uh, I believe that the Great Commission is for everyone. I believe the greatest commandment is for everyone. The greatest commandment is uh, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And um, also the greatest commission is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And we show our love for God by obeying him. And so, you know, you hear missionaries get them you talk about the wonderful, the great needs in the foreign fields and the, all these different things. But uh, a lot of times I feel like our duty is to show God our love by obeying him. And then once he has shown us where he wants us to follow him and do these things for him, uh, then we are to do that and to obey him. So yes, the need is great in the country of Brazil. The, the people are dying, they're perishing without God. Um, but the need uh, is does not outweigh the fact that God wants our obedience. If God has called you to obey him by serving here at this church, that's the best place you can be. Uh, if God has called me to be in Brazil serving him down there, that's the best place I can be. Uh, so right now we're in the deputation process. We are from Chattanooga. Some of y'all we've known uh, for about 20 years now. My wife knows a couple of families here. I know a few families that we've just... Had uh, prior contact with over the years some of y'all we don't know yet we've been coming here for a couple of months and we've we've gotten to know a little bit of about a few people but we hope that we'll get to know y'all better some of y'all are probably wondering what in the world is with these people they show up for a week and then they're gone for three Uh, we've started deputation in January of this year and so when we're not here we're in church somewhere else Uh, A lot of times we'd much rather be here by the time we've left them churches. (laughs) But uh, that's the way the the deputation process goes. Uh, I've heard them talk about it for about two months now. Every time you get up here, they say temple's a special place. And we're beginning to to realize that. The more we're here and then gone, it's nice to be able to come back. Uh, We haven't really settled down in a spot yet, and y'all forgive us for that but as the Lord allows us the opportunity to be affiliated with different ones of you, then we'll take that with honor, and uh, we'll enjoy that. Uh, Like I said, we are from Chattanooga. I'll give you the who, what, where, when, and then I'll quit and sit down. We're from Chattanooga, and we're going to an area in Brazil called Cuiaba. We're gonna be looking at leaving in two years from this past January, assuming that the Lord brings the uh, funds together for that, Uh, we'll be in a camp ministry down there. We're gonna be working in an area, uh, the city of about 700,000 people, it's Quillabah, and the Doolittle, or some missionary friends of ours, been there about 32, 33 years, have started six or seven churches, and we'll be running the camp that all these churches cooperatively use, and then we use it for discipleship programs, we also use it for evangelism, we can, it's summertime year-round down there, so we can have camp anytime. Right now they're trying to maintain about one a month, but uh, we're praying that the Lord will open that up to where we can have one every two weeks, and then retreats throughout the year as, as those things come available. Uh, why are we going? Again, it's to obey the Lord. Uh, yes, we are going because we believe that's where the Lord has directed us. We've been to this work three times now i was there the summer of 1990 somebody had this wise idea that absence makes the heart grow fonder and you're talking about getting married you ought to you know make sure so i went to brazil for the summer i'll be honest it was miserable uh we came back and got married and summer of 94 we were able to be down there for six months and work in the camp and around it and the lord opened our eyes to the work there since then we've been back we have three kids and uh, Put any rumors to rest. We do have a fourth one on the way in September. We're praying for a boy so that can, we can balance things out there. Uh, and we were able to go back down there the summer of 99, take some teenagers from our youth department down there, and God got to working on us. We were hoping he'd work on them, but he got to working on us and said, this is where I want y'all. And so that's our, our vision, that's our goal, and we appreciate y'all uh, taking us in.
2: Vamos
0: comes down let's get out and shake hands with everyone you do that turn on page 467 after you get through when we all get to heaven shake hands at fellowship 467 just get your book keep shaking hands 467 when we all get to heaven that will bring All get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. We'll sing and shout the victory. Thank you. You may be seated. We're going to ask Terry if she'll come with the kids.
4: What a joy it is to sing about the day that we all get to be in heaven, all the troubles behind us, and just to be with Jesus our Lord. But the Bible says, God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of Jesus Christ my Lord. This song says that our only hope of heaven is by the way of the cross. <laughs> <laughs>
1: His destiny was changed as he looked at christ and said when your kingdom comes remember me in paradise that day he stood just like the lord had said he would surrounded by those who had gone before friend how did you come what other deeds you have done with tears in his eyes i can hear him reply there are no merits to my name no words that i can claim he who brought me here had told me to stay Guilt and my shame hopelessly lost I could not find my way till his glorious light of love shone down on me his mercy washed all my sin away and what he did for me that day Price I know he paid by his grace. I too can say forever sick. I am come by the
5: way of the cross. I have come by
2: Minutes in any singer's life Is when they're waiting for their tape to start But I'll tell you Who the pressure's on It's the sound man He's—I You know You just can't find the right button It don't work And you're thinking 300 people's looking at me And thinking about me And the pressure builds and builds and builds And also if you happen to say anything We'll put you up there And let you run it for a while eh, Amen That'll break you and if you say anything about what i say i'll let you get up here and do this that'll break you too amen i want to do something a little bit different tonight and i've uh, been thinking about uh, doing this for for some time i'm not going to preach tonight and i know what you're saying praise god and amen no i just won't to talk to you because there's so many things that are going on and so many things that are happening And it's impossible to mention them in in, in the service and to announce them or to say, this is what's going on and this is what's going on because it would take up so much time. And so what I want to really do, about once a year I've always taken uh, Wednesday night or something, sometimes a Sunday night and share with you my vision where I feel like the Lord wants us to go over the next 12 months and my vision for the church. And I want to kind of do that a little bit tonight, but more so just to uh, just take a few moments and really just to let you know what we're thinking, where we are going, what I believe God is doing, where I believe God is leading us, and uh, where we are at as a church. Now, as you know, we got uh, three Super Sundays. Let me just say this, and then I'm going to have you turn to a couple of places in the Scripture. We are going to read the Word of God tonight But uh, we have three Super Sundays, which began with Revival Sunday and had a great day and a great revival. One of the best meetings that I think we've ever had here. God just really blessed the meeting a few weeks ago. Great day, right at 600 here on Sunday, and uh, that was our Revival Sunday. Next Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. It's the second of three Super Sundays. Now I've said this before but we'll say it to you again what these Sundays are all about is to take advantage of certain Sundays to try to get our family and loved ones and friends in church and that's what we're in the ho- in the business about trying to get people in church am I not right say amen and many of you you get up and say pray for my family pray for my loved ones pray for my neighbors and whatever we're trying to do some things this year to provide an incentive. For you and for the ones you're trying to get, in. you do not have a better opportunity in all of this year to get folks in church than you do next Sunday. You can. I've said this. But I got saved on Easter Sunday. That's why I talk so much about Easter Sunday. I didn't go to church, but all the family went to church on Easter, like most families do. Your children that normally wouldn't go any other time in the year, they'll come on Easter. And that may be the only Sunday you'll get them to come, maybe Mother's Day. But Easter Sunday is just a day when people go to church. People that normally don't go to church, they'll go to church on Easter. So we're having one of our super Sundays on Easter to make it easier for you to get your family and your friends in. So I'm going to tell you something. If you want to try to get your family in church, this week is the best opportunity you've got the rest of this year to get them in. You'll have a better chance of getting them here next Sunday than you will any other Sunday the rest of this year Don't miss this opportunity. This is a God-given opportunity. Don't miss it and to invite friends and to uh, Get your family and friends and different people to come to church This is the best Sunday in the year for you to be able to do it So I want you throughout this week now again these whole Sundays is not just about having a big day It's about getting people in church Getting people in church and so this coming week. I want you to call your friends and call your families and tell them It's resurrection Sunday at temple our a super Sunday And we want you to I want you to come and be my guest or to be my visitor I'm gonna call folks. I'm gonna visit folks I'm gonna write folks this week because I know that this is the best opportunity I have in all 365 days 2001 to get people in church Don't miss it don't miss this week this is your great opportunity and here's the prayer is that some of those folks that maybe you wouldn't get any other Sunday you get them Sunday the Holy Ghost to get a hold of them just like you did my heart 29 years ago amen I said 28 this morning but again I'm over 40 so I got an excuse for getting it wrong 29 years ago and 29 years ago and that's that's what we're praying for amen So don't miss it. Don't miss the opportunity that you have this coming Sunday uh, to get folks in church. I don't say that. Also, let me encourage you to do something for us. One of the things that I think, and I'm going to touch upon in just a moment, that is going to be a key to where we go in the days to come have a whole lot to do with our selflessness and our being able to give up for the benefit of someone else and our willingness to sacrifice for the benefit of others. And we as a member being willing to give up a little of our privileges in order to attract the visitor and i noticed i didn't realize the need that we have in parking until our first super sunday and we had nearly 600 here in church and the place we, we didn't have any park i stood and watched people driving in and around and circling through our lots trying to find a place to park i assure you we're working on that we are working on solving that problem but next sunday will be probably the biggest day we'll have in this year unless revival comes and it'll just be just a, a small portion of what will go on. Say amen right there. But next Sunday will be a great day. How many of you are planning on bringing somebody with you next Sunday? Will you raise your hand? All right. The rest of you, when I give the invitation the moment, you can come then, all right? But uh, this is what I need you to do. Let me encourage all of our members next week, if you will, to park the featherest parts away. Will you do that? And uh, to park the furthest parts away because we'll have more visitors next Sunday than any other Sunday. And when you come in, I know what you want to do. You want to be right in the front door. And I know what you want to do. You want to be right at your parking place. I know it's your parking place just like it's your pew and just like it's your seat. I know that and I understand that. And God will forgive me for messing your life up when I get to heaven. I know that. So. I just you just bear with me, and I know it's your parking space. But one of the things we want to do here is we want to get people, and then what we're here for is to reach people. So I'm happy with what we got. Then you need to go somewhere else where they are happy. We don't want you here. We don't need you here. We want more people. Can I get amen right there? So what I want you help for, if you will, next Sunday, help us out and uh, take the corner lots and the furthest points away park in the grassy areas if you would and as members let's let the closer lots be open for all the visitors that will be coming in next sunday if you'll help me do that appreciate it and we need because we're going to be out of space i know next sunday so we need to park everywhere we can i'm going to pull off and and somewhere uh i don't know where i'm going to park i may just may walk praise god i may walk to church <laughs> next sunday but I want to seriously help us because it is a problem. I saw it. You folks that are coming in, and many of our visitors coming in, they're having, to find, having difficulty finding parking. And uh, these are good problems. I thank Amen. God we've got them. Amen? Amen. And uh, we're going to set, uh, solve them. But until then, uh, we want to, as a church, uh, we want to realize, look, the new people coming in is the key to where we go in the days to come. And uh, we want folks when they come here. I've been told this time and time again. I have found Temple Baptist to be the friendliest place I've ever been in. And that's the way we want it to be. God forbid it ever should be any other way. And so let's park out and, just, and use. And if, if you don't mind some of you parking on the grass and things like that next Sunday, it'll free up a lot of spots. And believe me, we will need them. Another thing I want you to be praying about, and then I'm going to get into the few things I want to talk to you about, is coming up. And that is about the new construction and the Chester Joe Ash and you see all these things if I took all this time in, in the services and whatever there it would just stretch the services out and I'm long-winded enough as it is and uh, so I, I just wanted to do this and, and I'll talk to you about why I'm talking about all these but coming up there is going to be a slight alteration in our original plans for building what we wanted to do and of course the main one of the one of the priorities was to redo all of the preschool. And uh, because nurseries, there's there's certain things that church growth seminars and specialists tell you today that are absolutely critical to church growth. One is parking, and that, as I said, we're working on. And the other, and another one is our daycare, not daycare, but our uh, nurseries and our childcare, I should say. And uh, so that is a priority to us, and we are doing that. One of our goals we've been praying about for a number of years and was, this was the year that we was going to do it was to go into a TV ministry. That was one of our goals because we really feel like if what is in here can be seen more on the, outs- on the outside, it'll be a tremendous plus for us. And this was the year that we wanted to do this, the year i have been praying for to do it. But we put it off for one year because we felt like there were certain areas that we needed to work on this year And to get ready for it because if we bring people in and we can't keep them then we're defeating the purpose and so we felt like our nurseries and our preschool area was an area area that critically needed to be worked on because they have so many young couples and and babies and so forth like that and so they're coming in and we have a large number here and uh, I know the nurseries and the right kind of nursery facilities is very important to us it is to the new ones coming in so that is what a priority to us and we're going to be redoing all of that and I'm hope will be meeting with the uh, architects and uh, so forth tomorrow and uh, I think just a matter of weeks now just a few weeks we're going to be starting on that And so all new nursery facilities every uh we've got a theme we're going to run through it this year called no not this year but it's a theme that we're going to Build it around all the preschools. Going to be called Noah's Ark, and we're going to have Noah's little cribbies and Noah's little crawlers and Noah's little toddlers and different things like that. And everything's going to be built around that theme. Every room's going to be equipped with sinks and all that. It's going to be first class, second to none. We're doing all of that, and we'll be starting in a matter of weeks. And the uh, drawings are being done now if they're all not already completed. Permits are being got. The other thing that we wanted to do in it, which was part of foreseeing the future, was uh, to change the way we move people through our facilities. And as here's the majority of the people, seventy-five to eighty percent of our people will be back in educational facilities on Sunday morning. We move them in this auditorium, and we're bottlenecked through these doors, or you have to come outside under the awning and through the awning. Help that we added this year. But one of the things we wanted to do was to create a new flow of traffic. And we're going to also create dressing rooms in our nursery. If you have been saved here and been baptized over the past year, I know you're going to be the first ones to give a gift uh, for the renovation of the dressing rooms in our babstery. They're dangerous. It's it's a wonder we hadn't had somebody killed trying to get to Jesus through the baptistry. I mean, it's a wonder. It's, It's terrible. It's a wonder somebody hadn't rolled off the steps and broke their neck. Or it's a wonder we hadn't lost somebody up there. On the women's side, it's a wonder somebody hadn't been shocked. Half of our sound equipment is up there and whatever. So we got to enlarge that, and so that was part of the plans to build in the alley here and to provide more restrooms and also to provide dressing room facilities for our street But we ran into a problem with our beloved city, and so they will not let us build in the alley due to some gas lines. And so we thought everything had been closed we've been told everything had been closed but we discovered there are gas lines there and the only way that we can build is to reroute uh, basically this whole block so we didn't feel like that was the thing to do and uh, because we got other plans for the other portion of the block we're praying for say amen right there and so we didn't want to do a temporary fix it cost us $40,000 and then turn right around have to change it again in a few years so we didn't feel like that is wise but what we are going to do it's do the nursery just like we planned and create the flow through the, uh, in the building like it is. We'd just be missing the center part and we'll have to work with more of a temporary between the two buildings as we have done through the years but to create the new flow. That is the difference in the building so uh, we will not be building in the middle. But we do need the people of God to give which we do every year in our Chester Joash which is coming up in May, the third Sunday of May. And I know May is a vacation month for many folks. And, and I would say, I don't, if you are planning on being gone and you have intentionally booked the third weekend of May as for your vacation, you know how that goes? Amen. I don't know if anybody's leaving on the third Sunday, May, whatever, but uh, you can give the second Sunday. I just wanted you to know that and I wanted you to feel comfortable about leaving. But uh, uh, the third Sunday is a Chester Joash. I want you to begin praying. About what God would have you to give and this is how we do the building this is how we're going to do the building and this is how we're going to do a lot of other things look at Galatians 6 9 would you stand and you your honor the reading the Word of God but remember next Sunday don't miss it don't miss the opportunity you have this week to get folks in church next Sunday everybody try to bring somebody with you be praying now about your giving now coming up in May for the project we're going to And it's going to be a great addition to the church. Not only will it meet needs, but it is preparing for the future as well. And so we're excited about it. And I I hope that many of you will pray. For you that are new, the Chester Joash Sunday is a day that we give a special offering to God. And if you have never been in our Chester Joash Sunday, there is no Sunday in the year at Temple Baptist Church quite like the Chester Joash Sunday. And we just take a biblical story and we just duplicate it. And some of the most glorious days we've ever had is the chest of Joash. But uh, I want you to pray about a very, very special gift. Look in Galatians 6 and verse 9. I'm not using the screen tonight because I'm just going to talk to you. Verse 9. The Bible said, Let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Now, here's a promise that God gave us. And this is a promise. That I claimed in January two years ago, I'll be here 15 years. Three years ago, 15 years. i uh, be 15 years in August, and only one time in 15 years did I seriously consider leaving. And the only reason I considered it leaving was not that I was unhappy here, but such a tremendous opportunity opened up, and I reasoned in myself it was it was such a tremendous opportunity. That it had to be of God If something that kind of church And that size of church would be interested in me It had to be God But I really got searching my heart And God says no You're where I want you to be And so I claim Galatians 6 verse 9, or verse 9 Then that became a promise to which I have claimed And this is which, a claim In which I believe we're seeing God do But verse 9 he said Don't get weary Don't get discouraged Don't lose heart for in due season, we shall reap. That's a promise that God will give us a harvest. I want you to look at 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6. I love this verse. This verse got a hold of my heart when we went through Corinthians a couple of years ago. 1 Corinthians chapters 3 and verse 6. 1 Corinthians 3, 6. Look at this. Paul said, I have planted Apollos watered Here's what I love but God gave the increase Do you remember when we went through Corinthians we focused upon the word gave and the word gave there is a word simply descriptive of a gift Paul said I planted Paul said Apollos did the watering but the increase we've had is a gift that God gave us. He said, We worked for Him. We did what we're supposed to do. And He said, And God honored us. And He gave us an increase. He gave us this wonderful gift. You see, church growth, I want you to understand something. More than anything in the world, it's a gift from God. It's something God gives us. Thank you, you may be seated. Father, in Jesus' name. I thank you for what you're doing at Temple Baptist Church and for the, about the next 10 minutes. Lord, work in our hearts as a congregation. Help us to see the mind of God for this place. Help us to see the direction of God for this place. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know about you, but I rejoice in what's going on around here. There's been a lot of good things happen through the years. A lot of wonderful things happened through the years, but I think every one of you would admit to me and would agree with me tonight, there's something different about what's going on right now. Would you not agree with me? We've had great services, we've had great years, and been wonderful times, but there's something different about right now. There's a spirit about right now that we've never had before. And there's a feeling in the air we've never known before there is just something special about what's going on there's something unique about what's going on and i rejoice at what's happening i rejoice at what god's doing i am humbled by what god is doing i told brother hurt the last thing that we talked about is he left on wednesday night we stood in the back door and i we talked for just a moment and he said and he was talking to me and sharing with me how his heart had been blessed and how God had stirred him, and I said to him, I said, Brother Hurt, I don't know how to explain it, but my heart is humbled at this particular point. I don't know how to put it in words. I said, just Brother Hurt, would you just pray for me because I am brought before God. As I think about what he's doing and what he's bringing to pass, I am humbled by the fact that I believe that promises we have claimed, we're on the verge of seeing fulfilling." Things that God has told me and things that God has said. We've been brought to the threshold. I, I've talked about them for years. I have told you about them for years. But I sense, as I have never sensed before, that we're right on the verge of what He's about to do. I am stirred by what God is doing. I am made sensitive by what God is doing. And I am confident about what God is doing in these days. I don't know about maybe it's me. Maybe I feel something you don't feel. Maybe I see something you don't see. But I'll tell you, it's hard to contain myself when I think about what he's doing and what I see he's doing. And I know that you are. I just want him to say, there's just something unique about this particular period of time. And I think you've sensed it. Some that have left and come back, they sense it. And others that are coming in, they sense it. You that have been here for years, you sense it. There's just something different about this particular time. Great times, blessed times. What's going on around here? What is going on around Temple Baptist Church? Well, let me just say this. People are growing spiritually. And I'm seeing people grow spiritually. People that have never really been involved in the work of God. Save, love God. But they're getting involved and I'm seeing them blossom into mature believers. Now the will of God is becoming something important to them. I am seeing them just open up and bloom out as a flower in the early morning sun. Just growing in grace. People are winning others to the Lord. There are people sitting here tonight that had never been on visitation in their life. But yet in the past couple of years or the past two or three semesters in faith and different things they've not only gone on visitation but they've actually had the privilege of winning somebody to jesus christ people are growing spiritually people are winning others to the lord people are excited about being saved people are excited about knowing jesus christ i say this you ever get over being saved then you need a revival in your heart Say, don't move me like you used to. Can I simply describe what has happened in your heart? You may not like this, but you can lump it, bump it, dump it, or jump it. But if you've got over being saved, you backslid on God. As you shouldn't ever get over being saved. And people are excited about being saved. Not everybody. I'm not stupid enough to realize tonight that not everybody here is excited about being saved as they ought to be. But for the biggest part, folks are excited about being saved people are excited about coming to church everywhere I go and I talk to members and different ones they start talking about how much they're enjoying the services how excited they are about coming to church services are alive the services are anointed of God there's a life and there's a fire about the service and I like what's going on don't you so I'm I'm not comfortable around it. Listen, listen. You, if you think I'm gonna put the brakes on what's happening, then you're fool. I don't know, no. In fact, I'm greasing the wheels. Say, man, right there. Let her go. Let her roll. I like what's going on. There's an excitement. People are coming to church and they're loving the services. And people are visiting. Every I, I've never in all the 15 years I've been here There's never been a time that we're having more people coming in than right now people are visiting. I call visitors every Sunday afternoon. I take the visitors cars that come in here I go home on Sunday afternoon and I call every visitor in town out of town left a message on answer machine in Iowa today As someone that was here, but I call visitors and never before have I seen the response or getting the response I'm getting from visitors? They're saying to me, Brother Ken, I love the services there. I'll be back tonight. Or Brother Kim, wherever back in town, I'm going to come back by there. We have people that are visiting, and the response is being great. There's things going on here. You say, well, I didn't know that. That's why you need to get in on what's going on. Say amen. But why is it happening? Why is it happening? I believe there's... That nothing ever happens without a cause and I believe there's reasons why it's I believe one people are praying a couple years ago we started the upper room there's not a lot of fanfare about a prayer ministry there's not a lot of fanfare about somebody spending 30 minutes or an hour in the room nobody ever knows you're back there nobody uh, the only the person that follows you or those that are in there they're about the only one Nobody ever recognizes in the service and nobody ever knows that you were over here at six o'clock on Monday morning or at seven o'clock on a Tuesday evening or at three o'clock on a Thursday or whatever. Nobody ever knows about that. But yet there is a God in heaven that hears the prayers of his people. And every great movement of God, Dio Moody said, can be traced to a kneeling figure. And John Wesley said God does nothing but by prayer and everything by I think one of the reasons we're reaping and seeing and being brought to where we are is people are praying people are working and all the years I've been here people have never worked any more than they're working right now largely due to our faith ministry and the faith program every week Every week and it's a commitment on part and I just want to encourage you to start getting ready because we are nine weeks We've completed what nine or ten this past Thursday Nine. This be tenth is coming thursday ten weeks six more weeks to go in this particular semester And then we'll be taking about a two-month uh, Break and then be starting back in our fourth semester in the fall, but 40 some people every thursday night going out Teams of three going out sharing the gospel somebody giving a Sunday school testimony somebody giving an evangelistic testimony and Somebody sharing the gospel using the letters F a I T H and going out every week and we're going out visiting people people are working here like we've never worked before people are giving You're giving good. You're giving and it's and our offerings are doing good. You're giving and the reason we have things that we have it's because of your giving. And you might look around all these things and realize that, we, that they couldn't have been made possible. One, if it was not for the Lord, but second of all, if it wasn't for the giving of the people of God. Kevin talked about asking for uh, uh, the money for the van and whatever, and he sent me an email that said, I hated to ask for money, and I sent him an email back and said, don't hesitate to ask, mo- ask for money. I don't hesitate say amen right there. When i die you can put on my tombstone luke 16 34 and the beggar died that'll be fine you put that on my tombstone but uh we couldn't do what we do if it were not for the giving of the people of god give and yet uh, there are many that have never learned the blessing of giving to the lord here and never learned the joy of giving to god give you'll find it as a joy to give but we're doing what we're doing and we're seeing what we're seeing because people are giving as they've never given before. People are hungry. They're wanting to see something, and they're hungry to see God bless. I say to you, this whole world is hungry. Churches are dying, and churches are dead, and churches are simply lifeless. Travel with me around the country, some, and you come in the doors, hollering, "Thank God, I'm back at temple, amen. They're dying. But all oh, is to me, people are hungry and they're starving to go somewhere where something's going on. People are making commitments. That's why it's happening. Faith, for example, and I just one example, and there are many others, but that's a commitment. People are saying for 16 weeks, they're committing their Thursday nights from six o'clock to about 6:45 to study, and then it's seven o'clock to go out and then be back at 8: 15 for celebration time. They're making that commitment for 16 weeks of their life And many of them not only make a commitment for 16 weeks to go through faith But then once they go through they make the commitment. I'm coming back next semester I'm going to train somebody how to be a witness for Jesus Christ So what started out 16 weeks has become 32 weeks for some and so on and so on like that But uh, I'll tell you why I think it's happening all of these things going into our prayers our work our giving our hunger our commitments but i'll tell you what i think it is god has given us a harvest he is the one that giveth the increase i've said to my wife you could ask her after service She's heard me say this hundred a year uh, hundreds of times through the years i have said our day is coming our day is coming and I believe our day has come and I believe that God is given us the harvest that we have claimed and he's brought us to that point where God is about to do something special and do something unique that we have never known through the years I mean that you. I don't know. You may not understand what I'm saying, but I really believe that God. What we're seeing and what is so different and what is so u- unique right now is that God is about to give us a harvest. I'm going to talk about some of this stuff you hear on TV. I'm talking about God blessing us and glorifying the name of Jesus Christ. That's what I'm talking about, and I believe we're there. What? what, what where are we at? Where are we at? What, why is it happening? What's going on? Where are we at as a church? You listen to me carefully. I believe we're at a place where we'll choose to either move to a new level or we'll miss our opportunity if we're not careful. We're at a unique place. We're at a wonderful opportunity. And we'll either miss it or we'll see it and we'll go for it. There's a lot of needs exist around Temple Baptist Church right now. A lot of needs building needs it uh, it, it staggers my mind a stand of, of all the needs that we have how we're gonna do it I have no idea but we have committed ourselves. we're gonna do it because we I'll tell you one thing I don't anybody don't anybody I hear deacons be run run down everywhere I go deacons are thrown off on deacons are put down and whatever like that but don't anybody Come to me and say one negative word about our deacons. Because what I'll do, I'll give them permission to hang you from a hollow tree. Say amen, right there. Because these fellas we got, listen, and what we've had through the years have come and they have developed, God has developed in them a heart for God and a vision for the work of God, and God has united our hearts together. We feel as one, we think as one, we see as one. And we've tried, these men, they can tell you that when we go in the deacons' meeting, it's not a lot of garbage and foolish and whatever. We go in there and say, God, what do you want to do? Where are you going, Lord? Help us to get connected to what's going on. That's why a lot of churches fuss and fight deacons and preachers fight all the time because they're fussing over this what color should the door be should we put this light bulb in here or should we do this no no no. we don't worry about that kind of stuff what we are worried about is what God's doing and that's what we tried to find and these men they've got a vision where we're going and they're giving you good leadership together we're joining together trying to lead this church forward what God is doing and we we talking and we're praying and we're searching and we're looking and all the avenues that we have but we have needs and we know it and we're preparing for it and thinking about it and discussing and talking and trying to get ready for it i think about here you know it's a standing rule in church growth that a church when it reaches 80 percent some say 70 percent, but when a church reaches 70 percent or 80 percent capacity it'll stop growing It'll stop growing. When a church, for example, when a church auditorium, they say, is 80% full, then it'll stop growing. And when a s- educational facilities are 80% full, they'll stop growing. Because people are not going to come in, have to fuss, or have to, not fuss, but have to find a seat. They may have to fuss if they try to get your seats. You know how that <laughs> goes. Say amen. uh, people not gonna do it same thing about parking people when they have to look and look and look for parking they'll drive in and they'll drive off and they'll go down the road where they don't have to look for parking but that's a standing rule in church growth that when you feel 80 when you're 80 percent full you'll stop growing I think about it I don't know what the exact figures are but I think uh, i don't think i'm exaggerating this but on a given sunday morning and t- tonight is one of the lowest crowds we've had a number of weeks. this is uh school break and whatever sunday morning this morning we had a great crowd this morning but I mean, it's down a little bit what normally is but i looked at this morning and i think you would all agree when we were just about 85 90 percent full this morning and on a given day sunday before last we were at least 95 percent full and there's Sundays and I expect to see 100 percent full this coming Sunday so we realize we're at a place where we are going to say are we going to stay where we are or are we going to go further for God if we want to stay where we are then we don't have to do anything it will stay where it is But if we realize that God has brought us to a place that he's about to take us to another level, then we'll say we'll do what we've got to do to get to the next level. So we realize we've got a lot to do. We're praying about now what to do. We're talking and we're considering this and weighing it out. We know that if we're going to go on with God, then we've got to build. And we know we've got to build a brand new auditorium. We know we've got to. If we're going to go on, you say, oh, no, no. If you don't want to go on, then we can sit right here and stay about right where we are. But I don't believe that's what you want to do, and that's certainly not what I want to do. I believe God's brought us to a point where we realize we God needs to do. We don't want to just do it for the sake of building. We, we want to do what we want to do to get people. That's what it's all about. And I'm not going to sit here and die on a vine when there's multitudes that can be reached and more that can be reached. We're going to say, God, you've given it to us. Now, God, tell us what to do. Tell us where to go. Tell us how to get it done. And that's what we're going to do. We know that. And we know somewhere we're going to do it. We're discussing now, trying to get the proper next door. I've already met with someone. And, and we're trying to get that. And we're looking at that. And we're looking at we've already we know somewhere we're gonna to have to build and what we're deciding now and gonna considering is if we get over there we want to build over there do we want to build over here we don't know what we want to do but we do know we're going to do it and we do know we're, we're not talking about tomorrow we're looking down the road about four or five years because we know the next step we've been trying to raise forty thousand and two hundred thousand and and hundred thousand stuff like this we know we're looking down the road at two two and a half million dollars Say, so, oh Lord, Amen, Amen. But I want you to understand something: same God that gave us hundred and forty thousand dollars this year, same God give us two million whenever we needed, and do it. It's just a matter of whether or not we really say, God, you God, we're going to follow you, we're going to believe you, we get a hold of vision of what God wants. We know that. Talked about parking. We got to have more parking. So what we gonna do we're trying to figure that out now again we're trying to get property over here if we get it we're gonna pave parking lots all over the place and if not we'll bring a dozer in here and tear up the volleyball net let you play on the parking lot over there say amen. we'll do something we're going to pave it we have to have to have uh, winches and winch cars on the side of the buildings we're gonna do it but we're gonna take care of the problem because God this is a special time do you see what I'm talking about it's here it's our time it's our moment it's our hour let's don't miss it and let's do whatever we got to do to get it done and like the construction we're talking about we're not doing that just so we can walk down the halls and say, oh isn't that pretty look at that art on the wall isn't it nice no 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 we realize it's crucial to reaching young couples and it's crucial to, to church growth in these days that's why we're doing it why we want to have bigger hallways through i'm looking listen i'm looking more than moving four and five hundred people through a door i'm looking at eight nine hundred thousand moving them through the door and so that's we it's a hot it's a, listen what i'm saying to you it takes a bigger door to move a thousand than it does 500 Amen. But where are we at? We're at those points. We've come to the point in our ministry where we realize that we've got to look bigger than we've ever looked before. Our vision has to be bigger than it's ever been before. Our faith has to be bigger than it's ever been before. Our commitment has to be bigger than it's ever been before. And I tell you, I'll be honest with you, it scares me at times. To know and see and feel where God has brought us at. But I'm asking God, like old Jabez, enlarge my borders. God, pull up my tent stakes from down here. Spread them as big as you want to spread them. Just give me the faith, the trust, and the ability to follow you and the knowledge to know the will of God. But I'm saying, you, we're at a point now where I really, like I said, we got people coming in. And you, you feel it. Do, do, am I dumb or do you feel what I feel? Do you feel it? Amen. You sense it? Had the services been good? Someone said, we oh, just kind of like last fall something just broke loose. It wasn't just something, but just broke loose. Harvest times are coming. Harvest times are coming. God is about to honor his word in our lives. We shall reap in due season. It's due season. And now it's brought us to territory where we're going to have to think. Bigger than we've ever thought before. We're going to have to think where we've been used to thinking one, two, three hundred thousand dollars. We're going to start thinking millions of dollars. Where we've been thinking about two, three hundred. We're going to start thinking five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm talking about just seeing things bigger. Being willing to follow God. Having faith to follow God. What must we do? we must make the decision we're not going to miss our appointment we're not going to miss it by the help and the grace of God I'm saying to Jesus Christ tonight I don't want to miss what you've got for us I don't want to miss it do you want to miss it tonight we've got to make the commitment to go forward we got to make the commitment to take giant steps not baby steps we don't need no what about bob's here i mean baby steps we gonna take giant steps we got to have a vision we have to be willing to step out as a people we got to pray as a people we got to work as a people we've got to give we got to pray like we've never prayed before work like we've never worked before give like we've never given before commit like we have never committed before sacrifices we've never been sacrificial before and even be selfless you know there's one thing about when churches start growing and things start happening selflessness can be an enemy of growth for example and i know this is not the case i'm just using hypothetical situations you know i just kind of make up things hypothetical but that's this is where i've always see it. it's watered out i've got it watered out i just kind of fit in here i've sat here so long you know what i'm talking about or oh, this is our room Our room. This is ours. All three of us. I know we got 30 extra chairs in here, but this is our room. And you go down the hall. Well, how are all doing? We're trying to fit in here as much as we can. 40 in a 10-seat class. We could take those 40 and put them down yonder where the three's at, but it's our room. My mama started this class. My mama painted these walls. This is our room. I, that's a hypothetical situation you know little more dramatic than I am normally used to do but growing means selflessness it may mean one day that we'll look over here and say to you hey look this class here needs this room you can fit in this room we need this room we may have to move somebody down the road we don't plan it we're not talking about it but it could If one class dies and another gets on fire your class goes down I don't care if you've been in there 20 years we're going to move you and put the class in there that needs to be in there why we talk about selflessness giving up our own comfort sometimes and giving up our own little traditions and giving up our own little worlds in order to do bigger things for God in order to say look there's something bigger than my own little world there's God and the work of God and reaching people for Jesus Christ we'll have to get that way somebody may come sit on your pew one of these days they may push you out they may come in there and rewaller that thing and it may fit them but we just have to say look all that matters is we're just here to reach other people for Jesus Christ when I come in on Sunday morning, I just want to care. We're here to reach people and love people and care about people. I want you to understand. If there's anything I want Temple Baptist Church to be is a church that loves people. I care not whether they're red, gray, yellow, blue, or purple. And I don't care whether they're uh, African-American. I don't care whether they're uh, Spanish-American, whatever. Listen, if Martians come to Chattanooga, I'm going after them, say Amen. They're people Jesus died for. And these doors are open for any man. It matters not who they are, what they've done. Jesus said, whosoever will, let him come. And I say, bless God, come on in. You're welcome around here. I want to tell them about Jesus Christ. And you know, uh, it's just sometimes giving up our own little prejudices and our own little feelings and whatever. Uh, it'll take a whole lot of that. We know that here in a couple of weeks, we've got to practically move. We don't know how we're going to do it and where we're going to put everybody at. But when they start back here, we know we've got to move everybody all around the country. And we've we know this and got to know that. And so what I guess we'll have to do is we'll sit down and think and look at it and say, Well, who's going to get mad if we move them? Or whose feelings will we hurt if we move them? no we won't have to do it that way but we got to move everybody and it's going to be inconvenient it's going to be a mess going to be a mess in here for a few weeks as we redo here and the changes that have to make where we're going to put the bathrooms here have to be redesigned out here in order to accommodate it's going to be a mess for a while but ain't exciting to be around a place where something's going on and seeing god move in other words i just want you to know what i was thinking about stand on our feet. I am excited, aren't you? God is doing something for us. I I know it. I sense it in my heart. And I'm ready. I'm ready. I've been ready for years. I'm ready. And I want you to catch the vision for it. All the things we're talking about needs. What we need you to do is help to pray God. Will always lead us to know what to do. Can i ask you to do this we're claiming this property next door we don't know how we're going to get it it's on a lease tied up with a lease and all the people on the lease have first options to buy but we know that our god is able to give it to us we gotta have it we gotta have it we gotta have it we gotta have it there's no way so we're claiming it claiming it for god claiming it we know whatever we do we know somewhere down the road our goal is we've already started talking. we talking about a new bit somewhere we know this that we know we're very close to having to go to two services around here we know that and I hate two services I hate the thought of it but we what we have to we're gonna have to and Sunday morning we know we're gonna have to we're just putting it off as long as we can but somewhere we're going to have to say look here's a law and we've got to understand this law and we've got to make the steps and the changes and commitments and will it be a commitment will it be a commitment you know, you think it's been rough now uh wait till then but again what is the commitment when we're living for christ and not living for self we realize that and we our goal and our plans for a new building and talking about it and, and all that kind of things is about a five-year goal in front of us. And over the next five years, seeking to raise the money that we were talking about, a million, a 10000005 dollars and a half, $2 million. And that is going to be the goal. soon as we get this construction done, then we start the process of getting ready for it. That's what we're doing. That's where we're going. We know, and we know God has got to give us more property that's going to be done. We know that. You pray God to give it to us that we'll be able to get it if he wants to give it to us great but pray that he'll enable us to get it and so many other things would you just pray with these things help us to see ask God what he wants you to do and all that's going on get a vision for what can happen we're just gonna sing one stands you may want to come and just say God I want to get on what's going on you may want to come and unite with the church tonight that'd be fine be, we'd be happy to have you But we just ask you to come you may just want to come as a leader say god lead us you brought us to a place that we rejoice in the church is on fire the spirit of revival is in it but we want to stay there we don't want anything to rob us of that blessing we want to know what god is doing and we just want to go with god you may want to come tonight say god set my soul on fire set my soul on fire glenn always at the beginning of every year he's done this for years He'll always walk up to me in the beginning of the year and say, Pastor, what can I pray about for you this year? Glenn, just pray, God, to keep my soul on fire. Keep me fired up. I don't want to lose the fire. I don't want to lose it. I've been dead way too long, cold way too long. God is answering prayer, and you get a vision for it you may want to come and say i want to get in on what god is doing i want to pray i want to work i want to see our church go forward maybe just your testimony just to walk down here and just stand and say i want to be in on what god is doing it's a commitment and it'll mean differences for us as a body of believers but oh what blessing